Welcome to Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin, and we're doing a special edition podcast. We're going to talk about the Blues Icebreaker event, unveiling the new jerseys, and our newest blue, Paul Stastny. So I'm here with Chris once again. Huh? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was uh, just uh, distracted because apparently 4chan has uh, leaked, uh, let's say, somewhat unclothed pictures of celebrities, and Jennifer Lawrence is one of them, and I kind of want to see that, so... Chris go might, Blues! Yeah, Chris might, be a little foremost. Di- Chris might be a little distracted this episode. So, we're just going to talk about that. Me and Chris made our way down there. Uh, we did. Very distracted. Not distracted. Crowded. I was talking about looking at something else, too, actually. But, uh, yeah, they said it must have been about 4,000-plus people crammed in the Ballpark Village on the 25th of August in 100-degree heat. A in Monday night. A Monday night. It was crowded and it was hot. In it there. was even with the roof closed, and you could tell that they were pumping the air conditioning. It was sweltery. Yeah, it was a bit hot to say the least. So uh, they kind of delayed the start of things. They said six o'clock, and then uh, they're <laughs> like six fifteen. Then it was like we're gonna start at six thirty live. Here we go, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, just start it!" Well, because <laughs> you were literally like the real the festivities started at six o'clock. But what they didn't tell you until after 6 o'clock was that when the Charles Glenn band, and I, I'm assuming everyone knows that Charles Glenn is the guy who sings the national anthem at the yes. Blues game. He has his own band, which is very funk, soul, blues, rock, like Motown era stuff. Um, he started playing, and then all of a sudden the Blues were like, oh yeah, the Charles Glenn band's going to play till 6.30, suckers. Yeah, it's like, be ready. And they're like, yay. <laughs> and that crowd, like, they were into the music, but it took like four songs until they started playing Journey, and then all the white folks were like, hey, stop I know this song, all right, white folk dancing. Everybody's like, after this, they're going to play some Skinnerd. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> we're good to go, but no, it was, it was good. So, I mean, the only thing is, like, you're expecting there to be at 6, and it's already hot, and you're literally like, people are like, you know... Each side of you, like, you know, yeah. like, up on you. Well, and we got there, what, 5.15, 5.30? Yeah, 5.15. And the line was around the door. When we got there, they were only letting people in from the main two um, Fox Midwest Live entrances. Yeah. And then shortly after that, they started letting people in from the restaurants to come through. Yeah. Um, but when we got in there, it was already, packed. like, the floor was packed, the upper level was packed. Um, you really, there was nowhere to go where you were going to have a nice open space to relax. Like, if you wanted to watch this... It would be at 4 o'clock, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say easy. Yeah, So, but it was still fun. So, it's a, like I said, Monday night, kind of, I couldn't get down there that fast. Oh, so, sure. You know, so, but anyway, um, it was good. Uh, let's basically start off. Uh, Chris Gerber brought out uh, two original blues. Uh, Bobby Plager and Jimmy Roberts were out there. Yep. Uh, so, that was awesome seeing those two, and they kind of got the crowd going, and then they brought out Brett Hall... You know, he did his usual, uh, you know, get the crowd pumped up. And, the, you know, everybody was loving Brett Hall there. They he said, I said it was an 80% chance, just looking at how he was, 80% chance that he had had a few before it started. But he, uh, he was 
He was feeling good. Yeah, he, he was having fun. For he sure. was having fun. There was sure a lot of like way. half smirks and thumbs ups. Yeah, he uh, he brought somebody actually had an old school. Uh, was it ninety five, ninety six air with the oh the jersey with the red lines on it where yeah. the numbers were like one side one the number one was really big and number six was like really tiny. Yep. So somebody had that jersey and he's like, yeah, it has like a cult following. I was like, apparently T J Oshi really loves that jersey. Yeah, which is really that's what he and said. I got don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, I really fine. don't. Like, even at the time, I was like, oh, it's cool, it's different. Even though, like, my first thought was it looks like the Mighty Ducks jersey, because mm-hmm. it really kind of did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know everyone craps on that jersey. And it may not be the most aesthetically, like, symmetrical and, and pleasing, but, I mean, dude, it was the 90s, yeah. and it totally fit it that era. I mean, it was, it was very... For the time, futuristic looking. Like, yeah. it was very modern. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is going to be like, what's well, going to look like in the 2000s right. you know, type thing. So. so, you know, I didn't mind it at all. So, I totally get that there's a cult following because I bought one a few years ago. I bought one of the white ones, an authentic, uh, that like the, the, the yellow on the blue note. Because if you remember, that was, the, that was back in the era where the blue note had three colors around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the authentics, the yellow was actually paint. Okay. Uh, and the yellow is coming off on my blue note. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I have an authentic, and my my plan was to letter it up Gretzky, so I would have one authentic Wayne Gretzky. I jersey. looked up because I was I want to get a, a Edmonton Northers Gretzky. Yeah. I, just, I, I always thought to be cool, and uh, so I was just looking at the different ones. So they were the cheapest one I could find for that era for just perusing for a blues one like that was like. $340. Oh, dude. It was ridiculous. Dude, all you need to do is find a blank one and then somewhere it up and, find and then t- take it to Total Hockey. And they'll do it. So. Yeah. We'll probably do well. That'll be on my list of things to get. Or even, I, honestly, I think you can go on eBay and find lettering packs. Yeah. Like, I, depending on who you wanted on it. Yeah. I might do that. Eh, I'll talk to Mike. Where's the Fishers? Maybe okay. Because I know on eBay you can find, especially you can find the lettering packs for the Gretzky of that era. Yeah, so we might do that. So anyway, back to back current, to Monday. Current blues. So uh, that was awesome. So then they got kind of got everything fired up. Yeah, uh, showed a couple of videos. Check our uh, Facebook page out, uh, Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook. I posted a couple of videos from yep. uh, the event. Uh, I think Chris threw a couple of things on Twitter as well. Yep. I had his, and I think on the our actual one, I think I uploaded a video too. Okay. So, the the first video and a pictures too. Yeah, me, the so. first video that the Blues showed basically took you through the summer which is an awesome video which actually. is a great video and it also debuted what i'm assuming is is this year's theme which is our town our team yeah i think that's that's i've seen a couple places i'm assuming that's gonna be a theme this year i don't hate it it's not my favorite it's better than don't stop believing it is which didn't even last a month right and then they it just changed it to couple. it's i think after the they v- just changed it to believe right yeah i think yeah something like that the yeah. problem is that this team is always whether whether management or whoever wants to admit it, the motto for this team will forever be bleed blue. Yeah. It's it's one of the best mottos, phrases, however you want to phrase it, that this team has ever had. And they need to stop trying to reinvent it because if yeah. it's what the fans want, just go back to bleed blue. Yeah, I think the boy that kind of like not died off, but they kind of like stepped away from it. I think because I think Duke doesn't Duke use well that? ESPN every year for March Madness uses that uses for, different things and one of the things they do is they'll show them like the and I'm a huge Duke basketball fan but the commercial that always sticks into my mind is you see um, a, a lab that has lab rats and they inject one with royal blue and one with uh, like baby blue for Carolina, Carolina and then it said you know what shade blue do you bleed 
And I, I mean, dude, let them share it. But if the fans love Bleed Blue, and obviously they do, the theme song to our damn podcast Bleed Blue. is Bleed Blue. And that song was made, what, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. And they haven't used they haven't officially used that phrase in, I bet you, close to a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't hate our town, our team. It, it, it seems a little small town for me. But I don't hate it. it. It's much better than Don't Stop Believing. Correct. So I had that video. And I kept they, waiting for it to be Our Country and have, have uh, oh, she's uh, stuff on there. Mellencamp come out and start singing Our Country again. <laughs> at that point, I would have thrown stuff that's on the stage and left. Yeah, I actually, I would have laughed at that. So uh, after that, they kind of more more chants, more clapping. Yep. Uh, so they decided to bring, uh, actually, they did one more video. They did the official the video. Hall. The official video where it's like, Here's our new look. Yeah, and, it was and Petro they, and Oshi, and they basically Petro had the uh, white, white, and then Oshi had the blue. Yep, and debuted the new jerseys for everybody to see. Even though the uh, Twitter account for Ice uh, Ice Aesthetics uh, debuted at like what six o'clock? Yeah, six o'clock. That's what the blue said six o'clock. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I see a guy in front of us with it on a screen, and then I kind of wait for him to close it, and I see that, and I go on Twitter's, and there's there the it picture. Is. Yeah. So I'm like, I showed you. You're like. It's better, I mean, it's exactly the jersey that Aesthetics had the drawing of. It looks better in person than 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 it does in the drawing. I I still say that it is exactly the jersey they had before the Reebok Edge design. Yeah, a little bit different. Little stuff different. Slightly different, but it is essentially the 98 to 07 jersey. I should have grabbed that since it's in the closet right there. I I think it's it's the Demetra Pronger era jersey. Yeah, pretty much. So It's it's not ugly, That's fine. but, you know... Yeah, as, as we say this, we're, now, we're both wearing them. Right. And now, I mean, I remember saying at the time, there's nothing about that jersey that makes me want to run out and buy it. And the first thing I did as I walked out the door was bought the damn jersey. Yeah, so we both got a jersey. So Chris is rocking the uh, home one right now. Yep. I have the away one right next to me because I didn't throw it on. But so we each got a jersey. Uh, pretty cool, the scene. I, I thought I was more enthralled with the scene of it because we were on the top level, right center. Yeah. So we were able to see kind of everything, and they were on the stage, if you know where the stage is at, at Ballpark yep, at Village. Ballpark Village. Uh, and then after that, everybody's kind of cheering. It's kind of a collective. Everybody was like, okay. Like, there's no, like, really, like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, right. clapping a little, like, yeah. I think people are just ready for it to be here and ready yeah. to start. And everybody's like, okay, that's cool. And then everybody's like, hey, let's bring the guys out. So they brought out uh, Petrangelo. Uh, Oshi, Oshi, Bacchus, Bacchus Jackman. Jackman, and then after that, Paul Stastny yeah. was uh, came in after they had the four coming initially. Yeah, so uh, they all came in. They were each wearing different jerseys, and uh, they had everybody talk. Bacchus uh, then took the mic and just kind of did some talking, handed it off to Stastny, just kind of quick. Thanks for welcoming me. This is awesome. Is Stastny a man of that few words? Um, to my knowledge, yeah, he's not a big kind of forefront guy got it he was never in Cal- in uh, colorado it kind of when he i gotta was, admit i kind of expected him to say more than he did yeah i think it was more overwhelming because man that was, it, was, oh, sure, it, was, it was a ton of people so and everybody's cheering the guy's name so yeah uh everybody's real pumped and uh so each uh they gave away some jerseys um one went to like a winner who downloaded the app or whatever that was and then they had another one go to uh, like a long time season ticket holder yep she got the first uh um stasny stasny and then, the petro one went to a kid in the hospital yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but uh like another one to some another season ticket holder or whatever yeah so um the last one went to uh a cancer patient uh named seth 
I don't have the name in front of me, unfortunately. Right. Um, but basically, he uh, I've seen him store many times. Or him and Petrangelo kind of hooked up a couple years ago. The kid's like only like 13, 14 years right. old and kind of battling can- leukemia, to be technical. And uh, kind of formed a friendship. And as you see, they were kind of going over this kid's story and they showed up close to Petro. That dude was like sure that close to losing it, man. He was welling up and, and everybody started chanting Seth and he couldn't be there. So it's on the app and they said the kid was watching. Everybody's chanting Seth. Seth. It was a really cool scene. It was very people. Cool. So I was really. And then unfortunately, uh, the Blues announced two days later that he passed away. No. Yeah. Oh man, yes. I didn't see that. Yeah. So the Blues. So they announced two or three days later, I believe at the most. Uh, yeah, he honestly passed away. So I know Petro went directly from there to the hospital. To the hospital. So he right. got to have the jersey and stuff. And I know Petro signed it. Probably everything. Oh. And so unfortunately, it's a little bit of damper on everything. But. uh yeah, so that was real sad to hear. Because I saw it on the Blues actually Twitter account later on, man. I was like, oh man, I was I was kind of down for us the afternoon after I saw that. That's I work, missed right? that this week. Yeah. That's that sucks, man. Mark, my, my condolences to the family, and uh, yeah, man, that's that's yeah, that's cancer's rough, a, cancer's a hell of a thing, man. I I've had friends who you know smoked a lot and had it. I've had friends who were the epitome of health and, and played two varsity sports in college and didn't do anything, treated their bodies like temples. Yeah. And and one of them, a good friend of mine, LB, got cancer and within six months was gone. Yeah. And it, there's just, there's no telling, man. It, it can hit anyone. Yeah, so yeah, my family's experienced it on uh, multiple ends. So uh, yeah, it's, t- it's a tough thing. So back to the event, though. So basically, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the end of everything. And it was going to stick around. And they basically, you know, played a little more music after that. Me and you booked it out of there. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I would say... we were pretty much like, it's hot. That's pretty much it. The New Jersey there. Uh, we walked out, and that's when uh, Chris said to get a jersey. And then we got jerseys, so uh, met up with a couple people. Yep. We saw, um, from the uh, Beyond Checkerdome podcast, uh, Tim was there, and I just missed him. So, uh, sorry about that, Tim. And then uh, also the Twitter account Hitch's Hat was there. Yeah, got shout a shout out from Kerber. Yeah, with Kerber giving a shout out, which was awesome. So uh, that was awesome to see uh, that get recognized. And a ton of people posted. We actually saw Mike uh, Pepping in line yep. as he walked by. Saw Jeff Burton from the uh, Rizzuto Morning Show. Yes, yeah, so we got to talk, uh, chat with those guys. So that was cool catching up with a lot of people. So a lot yep. of people um, just walking around and just seeing. And then I know some other friends of mine were at the event, just different corners yep. of it. And I didn't know until we were back almost at the car and i saw stuff on facebook and i was like oh man i couldn't caught up with a couple more people but a lot of people there blues fans are pumped for the season absolutely i think man. people are ready for everything to get rolling training camp to get moving i know i, I am people are ready to put last year behind them yep and the blues seem to be uh extra pumped so another thing we'll bring up that happened uh during the event okay uh, but when I bring it up, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, Ryan Reeves' Twitter account. Yes! So, <laughs> Ryan Reeves, uh, as we're kind of waiting, I'm kind of messing around on Twitter. He posts a picture, but somebody effed up. And it's a picture of a split shot of him and then what his he looks rendering. like in his rendering in NHL 15. And as we know, Ryan Reeves is, uh, like, I believe, like, mixed. So he's like half, no, I believe. I'm not 100%. Don't post me on that. I don't know what the. Don't post me on that. Don't quote me on that. He's but, a very light skinned gentleman. Correct, but his rendering in the game makes him look like PK Subban. <laughs> Correct, which I saw somebody put. Somebody put PK Reeves was. Yeah, it's. Uh, so it's I mean, awesome. it's 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 funny. It's only funny because 
He pointed it out. He pointed it out. It's it's one of those things where I I think I remember in years past it's been that way too. But you would think as much as EA spends time making sure that all the arenas look right and the jerseys look right, you know, and they try, I think they do try, at least for the superstars, to make them somewhat look like themselves. Like Crosby, Stamkos get like extra attention pretty much compared to like Ryan Reeves, obviously. But at the same time, you would think that it wouldn't take long to assign a handful of guys. Like even if you just took four guys and assigned each one a division, just go through Make sure that we didn't really, really, really mess up. Get it close. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard. I'm sure you have various shades of brown yeah. and black. You don't have in, dark you don't have dark as night or white. Right. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's a middle ground in there somewhere. Yeah, so uh that was uh something that made me laugh during the event. Did you see speaking of things, and this just came to my head and I don't remember if I said this to you, it's not necessarily blues centric, but did you see the uh article that was making around the internet? about if pro hockey and hockey in general should put a um, two-foot warning track all the way around the rinks on the boards. I did see that because that is something that's going to be tried out in the AHL this year Yeah, as a kind of a look-up look uh, mark, which it's about two feet out all around the, all the boards. And it's like bright orange. So basically to hopefully prevent uh, collisions into the boards, head-first yeah. injuries. That's a good idea. Um, I'd be interested to see how players like it in the HL. It seems like they give it a try in the HL and see what happens, and then it gets adopted in the NHL. I think it's smart, you know. Now, obviously, you're going to have the handful of fans who who want to gripe about it the same way they did when they put nets up. Yeah, I think it's a difference of. Uh, I think the orange is really bright, which I think is a good idea. But I think it's just if you just kind of get it to blend a little more into the ice type thing, like maybe not as right. Like almost do it like. Not one color for every, like it's one color for the whole NHL. Like it's like bright orange. Like for the blues, it can be like, uh, like the shade yellow of the jersey. Right. And then if you go to like Detroit, it can be like a different, like, like a light red or you know something like that. Sure. Where, but yet, I get it. So anything to help prevent head injuries. And, I agree. So it's a good thing. So check that article out. Uh, we'll look for it and we'll throw it out on tw- the uh, Blues Hockey Podcast Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. So uh, that's a couple news and notes that we'll just go through just to give a little more than just a quick update. So it came out this week that apparently looks like the NHL is expanding a lot. Yep. Yeah, at least two teams. I mean, they have to balance out the West and East for sure. Which has almost been pretty much ever since it's been out there. It's pretty much been the, like, oh, this is going to ha- this is eventually how it's going to happen. So the rumor out there today or was put out there by SI, actually, that the... Uh, city of Las Vegas pretty much has a done deal with the NHL to get an expansion team. Which honestly, in the, in the near future, I didn't even give an exact. Is this a near future? Very, I think it's smart. I mean, that is a if big you can market. find if you can find an arena that you don't need to have these massive arenas. Put it you, in the Thomas and Mack Center. How big is that? It's it's UNLV Stadium. It's I, I don't want to misspeak on the uh, on the size, but I think it's between ten and fifteen. If you, that's fine, as long as you can fill a place like the one in. Currently in Winnipeg is only like thirteen thousand, yeah, and that place is packed and it's awesome, you know. So yeah. I, if you can stick with something like that, I'm all for it. As long as you can constantly get pretty close to being filled, in, as long as you're yeah. getting that thing between you know between ten and thirteen thousand, you know. I, I know that the one thing that's always kept pro sports out of Las Vegas is obviously the fact that it's the gambling capital of the United States, and there's yeah. so many sports books, but it, it's a major market. 
It, it really is. And there's mm-hmm. so much going there that eventually somebody had to break it out of the top four. And I know that there was, an, you know, uh, the XFL was there when that was around yeah. for a year or two or whatever. And there has been uh, minor league teams that yeah. have been not well, affiliated. Uh, I think Phoenix has a minor league team there. I think it's Phoenix now, but for a while they had an affiliation. Because I remember uh, Joseph, when he was at yeah. that contract thing with uh, the Oilers, he went there and was playing there for a little bit because they were not affiliated at the time with anybody. There is and a then, uh, uh, after that he was uh, yeah so it's been I think it's been affiliated with somebody now it might be Phoenix but there's a dude in the Phoenix system uh, who's been playing for Vegas for years named Chris Frank and I've always said that once he finally makes the show I'm buying his jersey that'd be awesome so but yeah so it looks like the other one that's been hotly debated it was uh, Seattle which you think it's got to happen which is that's been the one that's been kind of out there too and then they said two more actually so I believe four teams they didn't say I would imagine but they didn't say they said the other the last two they said Seattle and Las Vegas are probably expansion and then the last two is probably going to be more of a relocation, relocation. interesting uh, so that would be Quebec City and uh, another team in Toronto in Hamilton right yeah well they said Toronto or Hamilton that was the like rumor so. well who do you move I mean, right now, who do you move? Phoenix. Is going to be first on your list? Um, God, I... And then... Uh, you know, with everything that, that the league has done to keep that team in Phoenix, like, it's the point now where I hate to see them move. Correct. But I'm just saying, like, if you're looking at candidates, that's what... I mean, them uh, and Florida are the two you're looking the at. Panthers? Yep. Those are the two yeah. I'm looking at. Boy, a team in Hollywood, Florida. And that's the thing, like, I don't think a lot of people who, who are casual NHL fans realize where that team is, mm. it's, it's not in Miami. It's not. It's not even in West Palm. Yeah. It's in it's in Hollywood, Florida, which if you look at a map is kind of in between the two. Really? It would be like putting a team in Columbia, Missouri. Um, so uh, I can see why you would move the Florida Panthers. Um, it bums me out to think that Phoenix might move, especially since if Phoenix goes anywhere, they should have gone back to Winnipeg. Yeah, and then Winnipeg guy. And then the Winnipeg Atlanta. expansion team should be Quebec. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, so it's interesting that so four teams, which I would almost say, if you're relocating the last two, I'm okay with. I think sticking with 32 is fine. You know, but then that still puts the conferences out of balance. It depends on where they move, I guess. Yeah. It depends um, on who. If Florida moves, you still stick that in. They're still in the East technically, right? And then if uh, let's say they move to Quebec City, I guess that depends where they who moves. If it's say it is if Phoenix, it's Phoenix, yeah, then you have to figure it out. Um, you know, the other Western market that isn't talked about as hot as it was a few years ago, but that I think eventually is going to get to the point where they're going to throw as much money as they can to get either or both an NHL team or an NBA team is Kansas City. You see, I, see they have a beautiful arena that they built maybe maybe ten years ago that they built and had offers in, and actually the, the Pittsburgh Penguins were using them as leverage, leverage to get in the day, to yeah. get their new arena built. Um, yeah. And and Seattle was doing the same thing with them with the Supersonics before they ultimately went to Oklahoma City. I saw the uh, article. I believe it was on STL today. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But they were saying how the Kansas City, a lot of the people threw it out as an option. Or it might have been a Rutherford chat or whatever I was reading. I, was, I read multiple things a day. So it was one of those basically said that Kansas City technically doesn't have as much interest as it used to because they book, you might know this more than me, they, they book, book a ton, ton of, of concerts. That's the thing is they just don't want to have dates eat up by yep. a, a possible team but when they really can't um, 
may possibly fill it. Well, and that's and I'll tell you that it's a whole other thing. And obviously, it, it happened. It, it goes into my line of work, but people wonder why the last five to ten years, St. Louis has kind of lost a lot of the concerts they used to get, and they now go to Kansas City. That's why, because Kansas City has this jewel of an arena that's brand new. And they're paying top dollar for everything because if they don't get concerts in there, it's going to sit dark. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous, man. That arena is beautiful. And there's there's nothing in there now except for concerts and then the occasional, um, you know, there's an exhibition Blues at Star Ga- Stars game coming up at the end of next month. Uh, there's usually the NCAA tournament plays there. The Big 12 tournament plays there at the end of March for basketball. But, yeah, I mean, and they've got four um, four locker rooms. They built two massive locker rooms that they anticipated being the home locker rooms for both an NF, or an NBA and an NHL team, and then two other supplementary locker rooms that were going to be the guest you know rooms for a guest hockey, guest basketball, yeah. and they just sit there. That's weird. It, it, it's I think they have an arena football team that plays there, too, they might. I, I, I think. Know. But yeah, man, I it doesn't surprise me that interest has waned. But I'm telling you, like if it gets to the point where um, the NHL needs to find a place to put a team to level things out, Kansas City would be great. And you look at Kansas City, you'd have a natural rivalry with St. Louis. You'd have a natural rivalry with Colorado. And then Chicago is not too far away either. Right. So you have like three teams right there that people would drive to. That's not that far, honestly. Uh, Colorado's right there, so that's not that far of a yep. move. And then St. Louis, that's you know, three-ish. Yep. And, and even Minnesota. Hours. Minnesota would be a straight shot up 35 for them. Yeah. So, so about good. six hours. So you're looking within traveling distance, you know. like Three, four teams. Yeah. So, you know, Chicago people drive down here constantly. Yep. And that's six The drive from St. Louis to Chicago hours. is a little bit shorter than the drive from Kansas City to Minneapolis. So, I mean – you're looking within driving distance if you want to come down for a game for the weekend, you yeah. know, basically. So you could, you, could, you could essentially start to play checkers with it. Like when when I was living in California, when the Blues would make their trip, I would follow them and do the L.A. and Anaheim games because mm-hmm. they were, you know, an hour and a half apart. apart. It's not that far, which is awesome. So uh, I wanted to uh, have some reader feedback slash uh, cool post. He had a post, and unfortunately I missed it last podcast, so I apologize. But uh, John Thien, uh, hopefully I said it, T-H-I-E-N. Thien, Thien. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to read this. It was posted on our Facebook page, and um, me and Chris really appreciate it. So yeah, I just man. wanted to share it with everybody. Uh, this is Gents, love the podcast. I am a homegrown St. Louis guy who joined the Air Force, and we talked about being worldwide last time. So speaking of worldwide fans, I have not listened to your podcast in, hopefully I'm saying all these right, Bangram, Afghanistan. Al Unidad, Qatar, wow. Alamogordo, New Mexico, and he's currently in Colorado Springs. Uh, number one, I'm jealous of you for being in Colorado Springs. It's one of my favorite cities in the uh, United States. Pretty cool. You have a great. You have two great radio stations down there. You have RXP, which is 103.9, and then you have Kilo. And I hope you're a rock fan because those are the two awesome rock stations. And if they want to sponsor this podcast, they are more than welcome to. The program director of RXP is a huge Colorado fan. Well, he will not sponsor the show. Correct. <laughs> and he said, please keep it up and let me know if you're coming to Colorado for a game. So I just told him, you know, thanks for, uh, uh, you know, doing that. You know, thanks for listening. It blows me away that you actually uh, listen. He's an Air Force. Thank you for your Dude, service. That huge. That is uh, fantastic. And then I told him, like, I'm not a, obviously a Colorado fan, but my favorite player 
growing up was uh, outside of Brett Hall when I was younger, but in my teenage years, it was Peter Forsberg. Yeah. So I followed the Avalanche quite a bit in my uh, high school days. And he said, thanks. He said, you're welcome. Thanks for keeping me up to date on Blues stuff. Uh, he also uh, says the J- Jeremy Rutherford articles only can do so much. So we kind of help fill in the gaps, which well, is nice to hear. I'm flattered that you're going to reference us in the same breath as Jeremy Rutherford because that dude, there's not a guy in St. Louis who's tied into the team Correct. more without being on the payroll. And then we'll roll and we'll do a side note on that. His uh, book is actually shipping early. Shipped this week, actually. Nice. I did not uh, get a chance to order it. I'm waiting to see you after my birthday. In I think I'm doing the same, actually. So and he, uh, so people are getting it. And I saw people posting pictures of getting it. And I hit up JR on our, uh, our podcast, and he responded back. If he's doing any kind of book signings, whatever, because I, I would go buy one. Oh, absolutely. So he said, uh, said things are getting worked out. He'll keep everybody posted. Nice. So look for uh, Jeremy Rutherford be doing some book signings in uh, the near future in the in and around St. Louis. So I think me and you will probably, if it works out, we'll go ahead and do that. I would totally go down there. So once again, thanks to John Thien for uh, uh, being a you know. awesome dude in the Air Force. Yeah, thank you for your service and thank you for listening to the podcast. So uh, I encourage anybody to hit us up on our Facebook page at Blues Hockey Podcast or on our Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Uh, you, put, you do that, we will read your post. And shout out to, apparently to Steve Ott and Steve Ott's wife, too. Yeah, yeah. So we had a, a friend of ours who we play hockey with. Yep. His, His uh, wife is an awesome photographer, by the way. And she is uh, actually... Uh, Steve Ott's wife, they just had a kid recently. Yep. So basically they want to do some baby pictures. And she said, hey, I'm a photographer. And I guess I got in contact, and she's taking yeah, pictures. So that's pretty as cool. As the story goes, uh, our friend's wife got the call, and it was Miss Steve Ott who said, hey, um, I heard of you through Chris Frank's Twitter shout-out. And I was like, no-ish. Yeah, so awesome. pretty awesome. Hi, Steve Ott. Thank yes. you for listening, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, we hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, You're pretty awesome. We're glad you resigned. I'm for real glad you resigned. Yeah. I if you listen back and you know who you have, I was on board with it. Not other people that other, pe- on other people that on the other podcast, not on board with it. Not on board. We were the two pro Steve Ott guys. So, and by the way, I like that your nickname is Steve the Pirate. Correct. Also, keep talking ish. It's fantastic. Yes, please. And I will give you a whole dollar if you punch Patrick Kane in the face. Or lick his visor next <laughs> next Yes. Time. If you do that, I'll give you Two crisp dollar bills. That would be awesome. So, yeah, so there's a little news and notes from our uh, neck of the woods and some little blues notes we decided to bring to you since uh, Chris is over. We're getting ready to do a fantasy draft for, uh, for football. So yep. I figured, hey, you know what? You're let's over early. Let's, let's throw this together real quick. Yeah. And uh, just give everybody a little bonus podcast since we kind of get hit up a little bit. People asking, you know, when do you post the next one? I mean, you know, there hasn't been a lot of news over the summer aside from, you know, the the free agent frenzy. Now that we're getting into, you know, training camp, I'm sure we'll do, we'll start doing our breakdowns probably around preseason time. Yeah. We'll get close. Um, uh, next couple weeks. We're close. Two weeks away from training camp now? Uh, I think I saw 38 days to the start of NHL. Wow. So we'll uh, be doing a breakdown of every uh, division coming up, and then we'll. Do a special just blues podcast, like blue break down what we think the blues are going to do, yep. and uh, give predictions on everything and everything, and try to give our best knowledge. We're going to have some people on during that time, uh, and try to give their perspectives on things. And I think that'll be for a good debate on things. I agree. So this is going to be, you know, uh, without letting my cat out of the bag too much. 
this is going to be a very interesting year for the Blues, I think. The Blues are strong, but I am not confident that the Blues win this division. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident that the Blues finish second in this division. Yeah. I think they make the playoffs, but... They make the playoffs for sure. Dude, this division is... It's stacked. It's going to be tough uh, to yeah, man. navigate. If you kind of go in a funk, it's going to be tough to fight out of. You're going to have to bring your A game every night. And I think that's the Blues did by st- going for... They went quality with Paul Stastny, yep. but they also went with uh, quantity as they signed a ton of people. Agreed. I looked it up, and the Blues had had the most transactions in the offseason. Well, and I think That's that was part about. of necessity. In part, I th- you know I think the bad taste that was left over from the way the last season ended when they went all in. You know, I, I think that Armstrong and everyone knew we have to retool. We have to retool now. The window is open for the Blues now. Okay, so. Appreciate everybody listening. So you can catch us on our website at blueshockeypodcast.com, all one word. Uh, You can stream us on there or find us on iTunes. Go on iTunes and go ahead and rate us. Give us five stars. Say we're awesome. Give us a little props, whatever you want to do. The website, uh, I just talked to my web developer slash wife. (laughs) Slash wife. Who is going to... uh, incorporate stuff from the old website into nice. uh, what Ponder Jeff Ponder did for us. And uh, we have a little new banner up there. I like it. I have a, we'll fill out our about the host section finally instead of just being blank. Nice. So actually, I still have all the notes upstairs. It's just one of those things where I always, well, you know, I always get on well, time. Life I, happens. I, well, by the time I edit the podcast and make sure it's updated and so on and so forth, get it uploaded, make sure everything's working properly. Uh, sometimes it's late at night and I'm just like, uh, okay. And then well, I'll do it life. next week. I'll see life. Uh, also, if you look on our, uh, what I think I was going to say, Twitter, uh, at Blues Hockey NHL, yep. I have a picture of me and Chris in the Blues jerseys. So we'll yep. take right after this, and I'll post on there. So there you go. You can check that out, and check out my personal Twitter at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One, and I am at Hoss H O S S underscore A underscore palooza p-a-l-o-o-z-a also check us once again on facebook blues hockey podcast like us you know leave us a comment we'll read it on air also something i constantly forget to do and i'm extremely grateful for this uh brooke royal our who does our uh theme song bleed blue never really i kind of say at the beginning of the year and i kind of always forget as time goes on i'm so focused on getting information mm-hmm. out to you guys i always forget to give them props at the end of the show so i want to say thanks again once again to the guys at brook royal never heard of them yeah i know <laughs> those guys oh those guys because i think last time didn't we see bond at the nashville game we're yeah. sitting there like on tv like hey, that's bond <laughs> so anyway i want to say uh props to those guys uh i think something come they something they're in the works I yeah they're recording they're recording right now so we will give everybody information on when that's going to be out yep. so you can down but if you want to go out there and download bleed blue 99 cents on itunes and amazon yeah man get yourself jacked up for games it's yep. still a really good song it's still a really good song so go out the there camel x is using it it's pretty damn good yep so go out and do that and i think that's going to do it for us like i said we'll see you back when we start our season previews we'll check you next time see ya